Are you ever faced with a decision and confused by your options? Become empowered with the knowledge to make informed choices, expand your awareness, and go beyond the mainstream. Infuse your life with spirituality and surround yourself with a community of like-minded people. Welcome to Empowered Today. Hello and welcome to Empowered Today. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaleem, and we're here to help you take a proactive approach to becoming empowered. And if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to visit empoweredtoday.net and subscribe. Today's topic, careful communication. We know our words have power, and we want to enable and empower everyone to do the best when it comes to choosing the words carefully. And we've talked about people who may not give a lot of consideration to the power of their words. Maybe they're communicating at work or to colleagues, maybe to their kids, and they just don't think before they speak. You've probably heard them. We've also seen uh, in social media and other platforms, sometimes people say things thinking their anonymity makes them, you know, less responsible. But we're here today to speak about doing better. Uh, We work on it all the time. I know I do, Kaleem. I try my best before I speak to think about what am I trying to convey? Who am I trying to reach? And when I reach them, what am I trying to do? Uplift them? Am I trying to have a positive impact? Have you had any experience in particular with communicating that maybe you said something you thought later, hmm, that probably wasn't the right way to say that? Yes. I think we all have had opportunities to recognize that maybe the way that we communicated it might not have been the best way that they received it either. And that's important to understand too. There's both a give and a receive on communication. I like thinking about a puddle. If you imagine a puddle outside and you have a parent who has a child, that child is drawn to the puddle. And what do we normally say? Don't step in the puddle and the child steps in the puddle. Why? Because they don't hear the word don't. All they hear is step in the puddle. So when we think about those things, as we are going through our day and we say, oh, I'm so sick and tired. Whoa. We've talked about this in other podcasts about the power of our words, right? And the law of attraction and what that brings. So when we think about any of those things, don't do this, or I'm not going to do this anymore. I always remind people if they say, well, I'm going to try or I'm not going to tense up in labor. I always say, well, if that's not what you're going to do, what are you going to do? Because we want to hear a positive. We want to hear what are we going to do. Otherwise, all we're doing is validating in the universal language that that's what's going to happen. So we have to be mindful of the words that we use. And there are many of them. There are some words that we use probably more often than we should. Uh, Negative words or words that are powerless, such as can't, shouldn't, need, won't. 
you have a few probably also that you've thought of. Yep. Things like searching and pursuing. You wouldn't think that those words would be something to watch. But when you're in the process of creating things and you say, I'm searching, I'm pursuing, it means that you're you're running after something instead of that the reality is you really already have it. All you want to do is be aware of it. Embrace so, it. Right? Yeah. Pursuing, searching, wasting. I'm wasting time. Are you really wasting time? Trying. I want to go back to that word. Mm-hmm. I'm a Yoda fan. All right. For those of you who know you, who Yoda is, Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. And I use that in birth all the time because it really is. People will say to me, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to hang in there with labor. I'm going to try to do this. And I'm like, all right, so let me hear it from a different point of view. What are you going to do? Absolutely with conviction, right? Right. Wishing. Wishing is merely wishing on a star, hoping. I hope this happens. And what happens is, is that it's not really a clear intention. We have to be clear about what we want to create. We have to be clear with our communication, and that means how we talk to one another. Because if our communication to someone is, oh, 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 yeah, that shirt looks really baggy on you. You think, oh, maybe I'm helping them understand something, but the reality is that's not really what you wanted to say, right? And it may not be what they received Exactly, yeah. Now, when we're talking about speaking from the heart, and being authentic and true with our words. We intend to help someone understand, but we're speaking from our own experience. So oftentimes the communication's lost in translation, right? You think that you're saying to someone, no, don't buy that shirt. What they're hearing is, yeah, yeah, I could, you could take it, you could leave it. If you're being really clear and you're trying to convey a message kindly, but you're also trying to be sure that the message is received, Uh, oftentimes they do that mirroring communication. So if I said, I understand that you're wanting to buy that toy, but we don't have the ability to do that today. We got to stop. What? We got to stop and we got to start all over. So when we're recording podcasts, you have to know that there are times where we listen back. And so we want our audience to know, we we just took a pause right here with careful communication being the topic. We took stock of our communication and went, we're making the same mistakes, the pitfalls that we're talking about today. How in the world can we put out a podcast about communication when we are breaking our own rules? So we stopped, we regrouped. So we're back, and this is going to be a very unusual podcast, I'm sure, but you're going to hear our restarting now with awareness that we were doing weird things, making selections, word selections, that we were already illustrating were things you shouldn't do. So Clem, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's so uh, it's so crazy as you start listening to one another, especially when you're focusing on a topic about clear communication to people, as well as to how we communicate to the world. 
And as we start listening and we're tuning in, right? And I think that to me is one of the keys is that the awareness we began to have. Wow, how are we projecting ourselves? Are there shoulds and tries and shouldn'ts and perceptions and things like that? We in and of ourselves became aware. And that's what we want to get across to all of these awesome, amazing, and yes, I'm going to use awesome and amazing for a minute, listeners that we're sharing with you, that all of us are learning to become more aware of how we communicate, how we communicate with each other. I know for me, I can sometimes, all of a sudden, my communication just comes. It's like, all right, and this is what happened while we were recording. Okay, we have to stop. We have to do this. And I think, okay, there was a better way to communicate this. I could have said, can we stop for a moment? I'd like to discuss about some of the words that we're using. No, I just fired off, right? So I know that all of you have your own ways of communicating, but let's get clear about being aware of what power our words have, both for good and for detriment in some ways. Yeah, I feel like it's the white car syndrome. Once you're aware of a white car, now there's white cars everywhere, and all of a sudden you're seeing it and you're thinking, oh goodness, I didn't realize there were this many white cars on the road. Well, the, the minute your your co-host says you're using the word try, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Why don't you listen to it? Um, you know, it's that awareness that goes, hmm, okay, yes, we all know that there are things we say unconsciously. We speak many words I don't remember how many a day. It it's was like a lot. 38,000 or something like that. But you have to realize that there's a good number of those that are just going to automatically roll off your tongue. Uh, I know each one of us also have speech patterns. There's some words we use more. I, it's been pointed out to me and made me abundantly aware that the word exciting is used way too much. Uh, but this is another thing that I was not aware of until it was pointed out to me. So if we're looking at word selection, if we're looking at the power of our words, we want to ensure that we're aware. Well, we also have words that we know without a doubt are going to push buttons. We usually know those about our spouses, our family members, our kids. My middle daughter had a trigger around the word kid. I would run around saying, you're a great kid. And one day she came to me and she said, mom, I hate that word. And I said, why? And she said, because it makes me feel like you don't respect that I'm whatever age she was. And it was an alarming thing to me because I didn't mean anything by it. You know, we talked before about it's not just the person saying the word, but the recipient as well. And we have to be aware of those things too, the the way that the words are received. Now, I've had issues before when we're talking about emotionally charged words. And we've seen a lot of that in the U.S. right now. There's a lot of discussion around inclusion, about being careful with your communication. Um, Have you had experiences with any of those types of words that Maybe you've had to revamp the whole way you communicate with groups of people. So now let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. 
Courses.NaturalChildbirth101.com is your premium education video online series for pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, and parenting. Natural Childbirth 101 will be your guide on your journey to welcoming your baby with joy and celebration. Learn the proven ways that thousands have used to take ownership for their journey and to create the most amazing memories you and your baby will share for a lifetime. Go to courses.naturalchildbirth101 to subscribe to your Bundle of Joy subscription today. Maybe you've had to revamp the whole way you communicate with groups of people. Tremendously. And, you know, putting out my... um my series, which we'll talk about in another podcast, the Natural Childbirth 101. I had to think about what ways did I need to phrase things so that it really was able to meet all people or in every way that I could. And that was in spiritual, to be able to say God, the greater good, the universal powers, whatever that was for us, including genders. And being able to use, you know, birth giver versus mother, because we have a variety of ways that we include a family, intended families, adoptive families, birth mothers, et cetera. And really being consciously aware as I was communicating the material that I was including everyone so that everyone felt like they were being heard and understood in their individual roles. Um, in midwifery alone, we have times when we have to look at how do we help understand the various midwives that we are working with and what might be certain charges for them, you know? So I think rather we're working with our colleagues, rather we're in a teaching, rather we're working with children or spouses, we have the ability to become aware of what our communication will do when we deliver it. And whenever there's some conflict in a communication, we all have that opportunity to immediately become defensive. And we find those buttons, and then what have we done? We have created something that isn't going to benefit any of us. So what happens in that moment is we in and of ourselves have to go, okay, I'm going to take a big deep breath and I'm going to be open and I'm going to listen to this and find how I can grow in who I am about what this communication is about. Um, I know in the newest position that I've had this year of being clinical director to the birth center, um, I've, I've, I've been in a role of leadership that um, I've had to learn how to use that communication very carefully to build my team, but to also fine-tune some of the things in their care that needed to occur. And that, you know, has a place that has been a place of growth for me. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing to give to our, our listeners is to say, this is an ongoing growing process. I'm 61. I'm going to be 62 this year. Okay, I'm still growing. And so are all of you. And being compassionate understanding that you're going to do your best, but you're going to mess up. There's going to be someone who has a trigger around a word or a phrase or the way that you spoke. You're going to have one intention behind a word and someone else is going to hear it or receive it a different way. 
So it is a process and, and nobody's perfect. I think if we're making the intention to do better, that's the best we can do. When, when there are times in our life when we are thinking about what we're going to say, where we're like, now, how am I going to handle this? I think when we can say to ourselves, how can I empower? How can I support? How can I provide insight and help them feel that this is something that I want to work on? Because, you know, we as, as parents or as, you know, colleagues, we, we have that opportunity to say to a child, oh, that was so stupid. And it just rolls off of our mouth, right? And the child then can say, oh, I'm stupid, when that wasn't our intention at all when we said that to them. So we do have to be mindful when we're talking to our children, and our children are spongy. <laughs> they're there. They're learning about life and the world around us. So when we say to them, oh, let's think of another way that we could do that today. Or how could you think about what you might do differently in that? And that causes thought process for them too. But it, it, we can, we can react to a situation and something rolls off of our tongue and we're like, ah, that's not what I meant to say. And in that moment, having accountability is a really big key, especially when you're dealing with younger people or children or your own kids. There's been I can't count. I'm sure you're in the same boat. It, you say something, you realize it's landed really badly, uh, or it was a word that you didn't intend to use. It just rolled off your tongue, and it's hurt, or it's demeaned, or it's not been an uplifting way of correcting a situation. There was no compassion in it, or at least it wasn't received that way. And the accountability at that moment is the best we can do, I think. You know, if you're going to mend a fence, it's going to start with, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant to say. I should have chosen a better word, or I should have directed my energy in a different way. Um, please forgive me. And, you know, at that point, our kids are learning, right? They're learning that, yeah, people mess up. And the best we can do for them is to give them a good role model, you know, to make a better choice next time. You know, there were other things we were talking about was communication to ourselves. And this might be the most important aspect of communication because we go to sleep each night, put our head on the pillow, and that's who's going to be rattling around in our brain. We have to hear the way we speak about ourselves to ourselves and our internal dialogue does as much damage as anything that comes from the outside. If we are not careful with the way that we speak to ourselves, we can do as much damage as someone else. I'm sure you've had that experience or known other people who have had that experience as well. I absolutely work every day on self-talk. I create little mantras, little affirmations. I print them up. I post them up. I read them in the morning. I read them at night. I'm learning every single day to acknowledge that I have worth and value. And that's what I give out when I'm working with all my clients is to remind them that they have 
value. They have worth. They are capable of accomplishing what they put their minds to. And especially as I'm working towards the birth model, you know, they're, they're, they're looking towards a, an experience, their mind and their heart and their spirit are all working towards that. But it's, it's applicable to anything that we do in life. And if we say to ourselves, well, that was, that was really dumb, you know, then it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to say that to myself. I am this or I am that. And I know that's something that we've really learned, mm -hmm. you and I, going through this past you know, year or two, is about that I am. Right. So tell them more about that. Yeah, that's a very powerful two words that can start um, a, a movement in the positive direction or the negative. Um, that element of filling in that, that blank, I am what? because it does program us to a great degree. The, the way that our body internalizes that energy and hears that message, you know, those messages only have to be repeated a few times for our brain to say, that's true. Uh, it's called the illusion of truth effect. And it's a phenomenon that just basically means our brains will fill in a gap if it's given the opportunity to do so. And even if a piece of information is only repeated one or two times, it will then become truth in your mind. So you have to be super careful when you're starting to tell yourself stories, which is what you know all of our internal recordings are, is these stories that we've said to ourselves over and over, that that will become truth, even if it's not based in reality. Uh, so really key, especially again, when we're talking to our kids to be sure that the recordings we're giving them, those messages that are being repeated are going to uplift them. They're going to gr help them grow and expand as people and not be constricted by something that they would internalize, even if it wasn't intentional, um, because it just takes our brain one or two times of hearing something for it to really grasp on uh, and make that a reality for us. One of the things we know about children is about the age of five-ish, they begin to realize the difference between fiction and nonfiction. And up until that point, everything about life and the world is real. Whatever they watch, they hear, they learn about themselves, they experience, it's real. And when we look at our conscious mind, that mind that is aware and it's thinking and it can it can feel and touch and taste and all that. And then we have our subconscious mind. That subconscious mind starts in the womb, but definitely as they're born and these young babies up to age five, it's their subconscious mind that's getting inputted. What is life like? Who am I? How do I relate to people? How do I talk? What words do I use? How do I interact with you? And around that age of five, they begin to start having that ability to think for themselves about what they want to put in there. And that's why, you know, we start talking to them about their friends and saying, well, how could you have handled this differently in helping your friend not feel bad, you know? And they begin that decision-making process. So when we understand that conscious and subconscious part we have to remember that when we use those words about ourselves and we're planting that from the conscious mind into the subconscious, 
The subconscious puts no filter. It says, oh, I listen just like a tiny child that says, that must be true. And then we have to convince it that it's not. Yeah, undoing it is harder than actually making the program in the first place. It's amazing. So when we speak to ourselves with compassion, with love, with acceptance, and we start to supplant those negative things that we've heard, you know, oftentimes we hear about people who have grown up in not such great family lives, and they've heard things that we just know are detrimental to them. It takes a lot of work to redo those recordings, to uproot those weeds that were those negative uh, things that were said to them, and to put in place the empowering words that they needed to hear back then. But they'll have to work twice as hard to make that a reality for themselves. It's a, a lot of power in words, and it's something that we all need to be aware of. Well, I think today's podcast has shown us all just <laughs> how the two of us <laughs> unconscious you can be with your words, and that we all need to pay attention. You know, me and everyone else that's been listening, we are helpful to each other, but we're also grateful for each other. And we thank you for listening. So if you found careful communication helpful, and we sure hope you did, we think you'll enjoy the next podcast even more. This is Attention versus Tension. This podcast will talk about the law of attraction and how it's a mindset shift that anyone can implement in their life. Well, it's time to bring this podcast to a close. And we want to celebrate you all of you for making the decision to be with us today. And until next time, live your empowered life. Thank you for listening to Empowered Today. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Natural Childbirth 101. We are looking forward to you joining us for our next episode.